baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. As I mentioned, we do have tickets to give away to see the Eagles. That is coming up here in just a little bit. We will tell you when it is your turn for your chance to win those ducats. Eagles are coming to town February 6th at Enterprise Center. And listen, if history means anything, these tickets. Not the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, that's right. The band. Those tickets are going to be hard to get. So you want to win them here. Yep. They could just be very expensive, which is hard to get. Yep. We'll be giving them away today, tomorrow, and Friday. Friday could be a very short show. So at some point, at some point, not yet. Don't be calling in yet. People are calling in right now. I just said, oh my gosh. Nobody follows directions anymore. No, they don't. What in the hell? (laughs) We'll let you know. So um, we did start the show today talking about um, our people in Congress and how, you know, you just kind of what you want is a little bit of decorum and you want there to be repercussions for people who are senators or House of Representatives, uh, you know, representatives in the House who don't really have that kind of thing. Right. We, We want there to be some actual punishment but there just doesn't seem to be anymore. This is not, I don't know, maybe I have a bad memory of the way things were mm-hmm. a few decades ago. But it seems to me that if people in Congress behaved then the way they do now, in particular yesterday, which was an especially bad day for behavior, mm-hmm. um, that there would be repercussions for it. Well, we've just discovered that being unserious doesn't just come without any consequences, but that more times than not, it's rewarded. Uh, Being a clown show, being, as Vivek Ramaswamy said he wanted to be in the last GOP debate, unhinged is what people want. And it's, to me, probably specifically in the GOP, has something to do with the heavy populist currents that are overtaking the party. Uh, And that is a correlative of populism is being anti-establishment and against anybody who's been a, quote, career politician. And listen, yeah, there's something to be said for somebody who's been in it a long time. It's time to step down. We know we have members of Congress dying because they're they're staying in until their final breath. However, you can't just dismiss or discount experience and relationships that are built and the ability to work across the aisle. However, if working across the aisle is not only not valued but looked down upon, then of course you want somebody who is unhinged, who says crazy things, uh, to own the other side. And that might be what you just said, one of our biggest, if not the single biggest problem in terms of politics, is that you have people, you have constituents, Mm -hmm. people who actually vote, who don't want theirs to work with the other side. They don't want the people that they voted for to work with the opposing party. And, but, which is weird because if you look, if you step back and take a 10,000 foot view, the numbers say that Americans want both parties to compromise and want them to work together on issues. 
That's what they want. But there are some representatives, senators who are in districts and states that are safe and they will never lose their jobs. So there so there is no repercussion for it. Yeah. No, and I and that's why we are where we are. And like I said, it matters as a Republican. One reason I am so critical of the Republican Party because we are the bigger clown show at the moment, and there are more people in the Democratic Party who are more serious. And I disagree strongly with a lot of the policies, especially the ones that have just creeped further and further left. But the problem is, a clown show doesn't help counter progressive policies i mean you're gonna you want serious politicians well right now they're on the democratic side they're able to get more things done meanwhile the gop they're not busy creating policies that they could persuade the american people to vote for they're not busy creating policies that adhere to conservative values they're busy making history by Kicking out the Speaker of the House, even though they're the majority party, and doing things that have never been done before just so you can get a a clip or a hot take on Fox News. Which isn't how we should govern. But I, and I've said this before, and I don't know that you totally agree with me. I do think that when you go into Congress in any capacity, doesn't matter what the job is, and your starting point is... Government is a problem. Government is just too big. Government can't work for you. Um, it's incompetent. When when that's kind of the, mm-hmm. the 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 way you see it to begin with, the body to begin with, then I don't know how you can be effective. Yeah, and that's where my pushback is. I agree. If you hate all government, that's an anarchist. I think there is a huge difference between someone who believes that government is too big, too bloated, and inefficient, and someone who just thinks, oh, we need to burn the whole thing well, down. Well, not even that. There, there are a lot of people who just like, well, go- well, of course, this is a government yeah. opera. They can't get anything right. You have people who are in government who talk like that. Right. Because I, I will say, well, if that's what, your, what if are that's we your... talking about right now? Because the American government and the Constitution, yes, I believe in that. And I think... That our government, as flawed as it is, my goodness, I'm glad we have it. I'd rather live under this government than uh, a lot of others around the world. However, if you're just talking about kind of the cliche joke that, yeah, it's a government organization or that's a posh job, a lot of times you do see inefficiencies because bureaucracies, by definition, are going to not be the most efficient most efficient units or, or, you know, as small as, a, as a, excuse me, as efficient as a small business. That's just not how it works. So it does get bloated. It does get diluted. Efficiency breaks down. So I think you can both like our system of government and say, yeah, not super efficient. It's just not. Well, but it can do good for people. It and, can. And, and like it Medicare does and Medicaid is yes, it does. critical. But again, I and I think this sentiment goes back to Reagan with the whole uh, the scariest words. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing that I'm from the government and I'm here to help, which was and people believe that today. Well, like and they I, still believe that concept. Yeah. And again, just I think there was a lot of harm done with good intentions by government programs like Lyndon B. Johnson's Great Society and the way it almost incentivized or not almost the way it did incentivize single parent families and it hurt families that were in the lower economic yeah, brackets. Yeah. I can't get down with that yeah. because most nah, most people, That's where I do that's where like we would differ on policy. Yeah. There, is that I, I think the yeah. Great Society, Pru- Pruitt I go, taking away homes from uh, neighborhoods, 
to me, that did a lot of damage there, that we are still suffering the I repercussions think in, from. In narrative, I think the narrative is worse than the reality because people talk like, oh, everybody's lazy. Nobody wants to work. They don't want to have an actual family unit because they get more money. That's just not how the majority of actual people want to live. But I don't think it's laziness. I, don't I think when you're coming down to some of those programs, it's not laziness. It's someone, especially a parent, is trying to make the best decision for their child. And if they can make more money through this program and being a single mother than by having a father and a job, they're going to make the but wise you know, financial decision. But you know, Amy, that they are called lazy. They're called lazy routinely by people who oppose social programs to begin with. But yeah, and I would say that's where bad faith messengers do a lot of harm because totally just because you. a bad faith messenger says something it doesn't discredit the problem that from which their criticism stems. And I think that's where bad faith messengers ruin it for all of us cuz if I try to discuss a program or a problem that we have and then you have some idiot like Matt Gates going, "Yeah, and they're all lazy and dumb." Well, Matt Gates is hurting my argument. That's what I said. When the idiots are on your side, it makes things difficult. We uh, spoke to Kaya Offiero, who's chairperson for the Dutchtown Community Improvement District, as that neighborhood is trying to combat crime on its own. St. Louis City is uh, really, you know, where you live is sort of block by block. And urban neighborhoods are a little bit different than suburban neighborhoods. But crime happens everywhere. And the techniques for uh, for a, a deterring crime or dealing with crime after it happens or while it's happening are the same no matter where you live. And they have a, a program with cameras which are, is, is helping at least uh, the, the data tells them, they say, and that's what Kaya was telling us, that um, that is helping to stem some crime and at least solve some issues. There were break-ins and car thefts that happened that the camera system they have now helped to, uh, to, to figure those things out. So uh, wishing the best of luck to that neighborhood. But you asked the question afterwards, which was, don't you think there should just be more money from the city for that area that covers such a large part mm-hmm. in terms of you know, the ground. Dutchtown is big, so you would think they would get funding. Yeah, and again, I think community involvement is good because we all grew up with neighborhoods that said we're part of a neighborhood watch program. You saw those signs. And I've been grateful for neighbors who have said, hey, there's, you know, I don't know, a truck, right, growing up. Like, this truck has been kind of looping around the neighborhood. No one yeah. recognizes it. Do you, does anybody know why that person's here? That is what makes uh, communities and neighborhoods great, helps keep them secure. I feel disappointed for members of communities of Dutchtown or Soulard who are moving to a camera system where they're all coordinating their personal camera systems to keep track of crime, not just because that's a healthy community, but because they feel underprotected by the leaders or the law enforcement that's available there. So that is something that is it's an action that can help make the neighborhood safer, but it's a bummer that they're doing it because crime is rising. Dave Grelly of the Playa Doors, a local band, and uh, Joanna Sorenko, a local singer, in studio today talking about an album release party that's happening at Off-Broadway in St. Louis on Friday. The cool thing about the group is it's basically just a bunch of my friends who happen to be incredibly talented and... You know, we like to feature different vocalists, so 
Sometimes it'll be Joanna. Sometimes it'll be Neil, mm -hmm. Anita, Emily. This show is, I think, maybe the first time we've had all four of them mm. um, on the bill. So I'm super excited. It'll be a really cool thing on Friday. The doors open at 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock. The show begins. It is a double um, release party. And there are tickets available. If you want to buy them ahead of time, 15 bucks. If you want to buy the day of, they are 20 so if you want to go to the website offbroadwaystl.com, you can buy tickets right now to see uh, the Playa Doors, to see Joanna Serenko, the album release party again Friday. Are you going to be there? Are you still I think deciding? So. If I will, if I am here, I'll go. I'll probably go. Okay. Okay. Go. If you're, yeah. And you can bring all the Megan. Megan you want. and Megan and I are going to go. I just, I just told Neil Salsic, who, by the way, called you a troublemaker because what? he knows that I didn't take shots at him. What? He said you're a troublemaker. Mm, I don't believe that. I believe it. I we also, it. hey, we've done a lot of musical things today. Tom Worman, longtime music producer, he worked with Poison and Motley Crue and Ario Speedwagon and Ted Nugent. All kinds of artists he joined us today. I went down to their mother's house. She was managing them at the time in Orange County. And we um, we had a very nice meeting. And we wound up doing the album. And it was th these are among the nicest guys I ever worked with. He's talking about Striper. The That's band Striper. That we have been, he did some work with the band Striper as well. So anything that you want to hear is on the website kmox.com the odyssey app if you download the odyssey app a-u-d-a-c-y you can hear these interviews you can hear the show live and you also in baseball season you can hear cardinals baseball on the odyssey app that's right it's pretty awesome but you got to be in town you can't go you know to colorado or something where amy goes every week you can't go there you got to be here in town but it's free odyssey app Are it's you awesome sure? what you're talking, okay, first of all, to listen to the Odyssey app on our show, you can be anywhere. You can be anywhere. Canada. I'm saying Cardinals game specifically. Gotcha. Because MLB blackout rules, they take over. And Did I tell stupid. you I had a friend fishing in Alaska? Alaska. Listening to this show? 10 p.m. at night on the 11.20 a.m. signal. 10 p.m. at night? Not our show. Yeah, at night. Uh, listening it. to KMOX, excuse me. Yeah, it used to stretch. Well, I guess it still does. That AM signal is... Alaska. Yeah, that's right. So see, that's why when a Cardinal game's on, you can just listen to 1120 AM. 1120 AM, 98.7 FM. Um, give that a try. It sounds really good. And, of course, the Odyssey app. That's Amy Marks Coors. I'm Chris Ranji. We've got Eagles tickets. Let's give them away right now. Caller 18 to 314-436-7900. You will go see the Eagles February 6th at Enterprise Center. This is KM. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. OX. Congratulations, Greg, in St. Charles. Going to go see the Eagles February 6th at Enterprise Center. We're, we're still in the pre-sale, right? I think Tickets so. Tickets haven't gone on sale yet, and they are going. I mean, going listen, quickly. around 
the country, these tickets are the hottest thing out there. Yeah. We still have tickets to give away tomorrow and Friday. So if you missed your chance, you still have a couple more. Just got to be listening to the show for your opportunity to win. That's right. Okay. We talked about this at the beginning of the show, like the very beginning, but never delved into more detail. Andrew Bailey, Missouri's attorney general, finally released, or excuse me, released the final report, you could say finally, in the investigation against former St. Louis Circuit attorney Kim Gardner. Remember her? No. Well, that's fair. She, uh, quite the scandal with the, you could call it, uh, inept, incompetent, uh, intentional and negligence, which is what I would go for, because to be as bad as she was at her job, you would have to try. That That's how I felt. I didn't know how anybody with even a modicum of intelligence could be as bad as she is at her job. And you know she has to be somewhat smart because she's a lawyer and she somehow got through law school. So you know she's not an idiot. So I thought at one point, this is how bad she was. I thought, what if she is like an anarchist where she just doesn't want any law and order at all, right? Which, of course, is ridiculous and hilarious. It's hilarious that I would even say that because that's how many cases she was dropping. And we talked over and over again about some of the highest profile homicide cases were being given to attorneys who were on maternity leave or on vacation, We, she was, again, criminally negligent in her job. Well, here's what we know. 25,000 cases were dismissed. 25,000 cases were dismissed under her tenure. 2,735 cases were dismissed by judges for failure to prosecute. Remember, there were times when the witness, the jury, the judge, the defense were all in court for the trial, and the prosecutor just didn't show up time and time again. That happened. She also had countless violations of the Crime Victims' Rights Act. We talked about her lack of communication with victims of crimes and families of victims of crimes. Well, this is the full report that's coming out with just how bad it is. And she was part of a... She had a history with a group, uh, the Vera Justice Project... And I'm going to pull that up now. My uh, computer crashed. But the Vera Justice Project, they are incredibly, I, I guess you could call it progressive. I don't know if you want to claim it or not, in their approach to criminal justice. They wanted to get rid of the word criminal because they felt that it implied guilt, which it does. Yeah, I don't I'm not going to hang. Look, if you want to talk about incompetence and not assigning cases to attorneys who are around or uh, people who know what they're doing, that's a valid argument. I don't care about stuff like that. I don't I don't care about what we call criminals. Well, call them whatever you want. Doesn't matter to me because even the president matters. The president of Vera said that crime started to skyrocket. There was chaos on disorder. And he said, quote, maybe we've gone too far, you might have said. And listen, you're not wrong. End quote. Yeah. They were causing more crime. But again, crime. I, I think the other stuff matters more. Getting these cases solved and getting people on them to work on them, that's the important But that's bit. what she wasn't doing intentionally. That, that's what we were talking about. Chris and Amy on KMOX. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. I 
is, love the fashion fund. Yeah, I'm sure you love the St. Louis fashion fund because they told you how beautiful your new, your uh, soon-to-be husband is. I know, Mason Jar. He is very handsome, He's though. He's very handsome. Yes, I know, I get it. He's a very good-looking guy. It's, like, not even real. The uh, St. Louis, in studio with us right now, <laughs> Susan Sherman, chairperson of the St. Louis Fashion Fund, and Randy Fuse, president and CEO of Lou Fuse Automotive, is with us because on Friday... At the Hawthorne is the Tribute Fashion Show to celebrate 10 years. There are all kinds of events, and this is the first one happening Friday. Hey, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for having us. us. You, you must be excited for Friday. Well, I, I am. I've been to these shows for years. It's really interesting. They're produced by Mother Model Management, which mm-hmm. is an agency in St. Louis that discovered Ashton Kutcher and Carly Kloss and all yeah. kinds of incredible women and men that walk the runways, Paris, Milan, New York, and London. So 800 people show up for this thing. Can you guys believe that? I mean, it's really something. And um, it's one of the major industries in St. Louis in the fashion ecosystem. So it's nice to be able to shine a spotlight on Mother Model as well. That's very exciting. I think, I like you mentioned, uh, Carly Kloss, uh, St. Louis, uh, Kirkwood native, right? Uh, obviously a supermodel now. And then there were a, a few other that are making their careers as models. I think it's Georgia McQuillan, maybe Chloe McQuillan. They're from the St. Louis area with Mother Model. And that's really extraordinary that we have this here. I, I bet there are people listening who didn't know we had a fashion fund. Could be. We've been around 10 years, you know, like working and toiling away, trying to bring the business of fashion back to St. Louis, because at one point we had a very vibrant garment district, second only to New York. So we're trying to bring back more production, more fashion businesses here. I mean, I was just talking to Randy earlier. We're actually going to Jeff City to lobby as an industry with the fashion folks from Kansas City and um, Columbia as well. So, you know, we just want people to know that, like, it's a business and it's big business and it's growing, and it's also a way to keep young people, like, I mean, Carly is in New York, obviously, or Miami, or everywhere. But a lot of young people want fashion jobs and think you just get them in New York and L.A. You don't. You can come to St. Louis and really make your business and scale it here, too. So that's a message that we want to get across. And I don't think people think enough about that industry as an industry where there are jobs and you can work. It's not just a just a thing, you know, that we, we look at. We, people are actually employed in the in the industry and it's not just you know it's models we talk about all the ancillary jobs you know you could be a social media person you could be in marketing you could be in sales you could be in production you could i mean there's just a, a photographer makeup styling it just goes on and on and on so it really is a big ecosystem as i just yeah, said yeah i was so. just going to add up until a couple months ago i was one of those people that had absolutely no idea and you know talking with becky and and with susan i i just was blown away at at the industry and and the dollars behind it and uh, what this mission of uh, the Fashion Fund was really all about. And, you know, for us, you know, uh, we're all about making St. Louis better. Um, That's actually our our advertising piece right now. And so, um, you know, trying to really, you know, come together uh, with different groups like the Fashion Fund uh, and partner to to try to make uh, the community a better place. And we're just excited to be a part of it. So. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I, again, I think it's it's important to reiterate that, that it is an entire industry because we think about entertainment and, uh, you know, movies and television. And the one thing you think is, what do I care about actors? Because it's not just actors. It's all these people who work on the mm-hmm. shows, all these mm-hmm. people who work behind the scenes. So it is an, it's an entire thing that we just don't really pay much attention to. 
Right. There's yeah. a big supporting cast. And I'm just so happy that we're partnering with Lou Fuse. Yeah. Um, you know, they've been generous sponsors so far. And, like, this is our first foray with this fashion fleet. So we're wrapping these cars for three different big events this season. This is the first one. The second is a men's fashion show at the soccer park in February. And the third is Michael Kors. Can't get any bigger than that. Who's coming in to speak big free lecture at Washington University. So each car will be cruising around with a different wrap and we'll be doing contests and all kinds of things, too. So I just want to thank Randy. I mean, you know, we've never had a car sponsorship before. We've had banks and, you know, lots of individuals, lots of foundations and everything else. So it's really a pleasure for us to work with you and your team. No, I appreciate it. I mean, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, My family uh, uh, always pride ourselves about, you know, you got to take care of the community because literally our business doesn't doesn't exist unless um, the community come, you know, comes back and does business with us. And so um, we really love the idea of the partnership and um, look forward to doing it for years. So, and uh, you know, I think the, the idea of, you know, wrapping the cars and, 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 and having uh, some uh, input in that and watching y'all uh, bring that to life was kind of cool because it's a little bit new, newer business to, for us uh, over at our VIP accessories. Um, so uh, being able to showcase what they can do is, was fun. So, oh, and that's Randy Fuse, CEO of Lou Fuse. And your name, I mean, the Fuse name is such a pillar in St. Louis, right? People know the Lou Fuse name. They instantly recognize it. So to have a a name that you recognize and for people, um, that emotional connection is important, whether it's a car that you bought, which could be your you know second biggest purchase next to your house or you know, soccer teams, whatever it may be, <laughs> like yeah. having that emotional connection tied in with the fashion fund, I think really it's a great partnership because it cements it as a St. Louis institution. People, oh, this is this is us. This totally. is local. And, you know, I should say it's our 10th anniversary. It's hard to believe. I mean, time flies when you're having fun and str- you're a struggling nonprofit living hand to mouth. But I have to say that this is a really important year for us because we're really trying to focus on industries in fashion that are doing great work. I mean, there's Something at the end of January that focuses on BIPOC designers. I mean, we have the Collective Thread, which is a cut and sew facility that teaches refugees how to sew in the city, in the heart of the garment district that we're doing something at the end of February with. And we love also the unexpected partnerships. I mean, fashion is unexpected. Tomorrow, it could be a whole different thing. Like people say to me, Susan, what's the future of the fashion fund? I'm like, changes every day. I can't tell you, you know, because you got to keep up with the industry. But this is an unexpected partnership, as is St. Louis City Soccer. And we went to St. Louis City Soccer because of Lou Fuse, because I saw that they were sponsoring these amazing guys that love fashion in the pregame with their looks and everything else. And apparently that gets more likes on Instagram than even the game. It does, <laughs> yeah. which is was crazy to us. So actually, uh, Dan Gargan, our managing partner, was like, this is what you, you, you have to own this part. They gave us mm-hmm. some options, and he's like, no, no, you want this. This will get the most likes. Uh, so credit to him to kind of point us in the right direction there. But. Are Absolutely. people telling that Roman Berkey has to walk in the men's fashion show? I know. I'm like, I, like that. He called like, a lot of people's the, hearts. Do we have the pick of the litter? And they're like, well, we'll have to see who's in town. I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> What's interesting, you, you mentioned the um, talking about the fashion as it pertains to sports. And I think some of the most uh, noticed, liked uh, posts when it comes to N- like NBA players, mm-hmm. for example, People pay attention to what the guys are wearing walking into the building. 
There, well, there are cameras I'll tell on you, them. I, absolutely. LeBron James, who's oh, wearing yeah. Tom Brown. I mean, have we heard enough about Kelsey and Taylor? I don't think so. Kelsey wearing, you know, these. this is incredible. And I don't know if you guys know this, but talking about business of fashion, um, Drea Rannick, who runs Luso, Luso Style, mm-hmm. partners with Fanatics. And they are doing work with the NBA, baseball, Formula One, they're everywhere. And these are two women that started a business in St. Louis and decided to stay here and scale here. And Fanatics now knows that there's fashion in St. Louis, you know, a huge company and everything else. But to your point, I want to say that I think a great panel, and I've already spoken to some people about this, would be about the fashion sports connection. Yeah. (laughs) Because fashion brands are now, that's the next new thing. They're at the Formula One. They're at the right dressing guys getting off the bus at the NFL games or whatever it is. And I think that's going to grow, grow, grow. So I'm so happy that we're doing this together and soccer and Lou Fuse and Fashion Fund or whatever, because that's a really cool space right now. Players try to outdo each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's I, I never thought that would be a thing, but it is. It's 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 really unbelievable and, and a neat thing. So you've got the fashion fleet. That is part of this event, and you'll have, uh, uh, Susan, you said you'll have wraps around the cars? We will. Um, so we'll have three different, um, uh, and the first one is finished. Mm-hmm. Um, been doing some things the last couple of days with that. So it'll be uh, showcased Friday night. Friday ha- night in front Hawthorne. of the Hawthorne. Okay. You know, we encourage everybody to come take your picture with the car. We just did a shoot this morning. So if you go to KMOX to Becky or you follow Becky, who we all decided is a major influencer, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. like national influencer, or if you go to Lufus or the St. Louis Fashion Fund on Instagram, you'll see. Like yesterday, we showed the car being wrapped. Tomorrow morning, we'll actually be showing the shoot from today. And then you can see the car live if you attend on Friday night with 800 people who will be dressed to the nines, by the way. Tickets are available at Eventbrite for that. And, you know, you're in year 10 now. What's different from year one to where you are now? Well, year one was really interesting. We focused on an incubator downtown. We had a 7,500-square-foot incubator, and we raised $2 million to do a build-out, hire a really fancy executive director from New York, and we searched the country for six designers who would come to St. Louis for two years and receive cash connection sales, a lot of mentorship, sales opportunities, whatever. With the pandemic, unfortunately, I mean, I could talk for hours, but just basically after the pandemic, we had to move out of the space. We didn't know where we were going. Designers weren't coming and whatever. So now we really pride ourselves on being the voice of the entire fashion industry in St. Louis. It's not just six designers. It's not just an incubator, but an industry that's alive and well and has room to grow. So that's where we are in year 10. Yeah, that is, I think, again, with your you talking about the 10 years, you can't count all the the years as equal because of COVID and so many industries and so many organizations were gaining momentum, lost that momentum. But you guys, again, um, are growing. I think the partnership with Lou Fuse is just outstanding because, again, it really cements that this is St. Louis. This is a St. Louis thing um, to have nationally and globally known members of the fashion community, whether they're designers or supermodels that we know Tickets still available for people to go to the event? Yes, tickets are available. And it's Friday night, and it will be a scene. Eventbrite, if you want tickets. Let me ask one quick question from the car industry perspective. This is a thing that we have been paying attention to for a long time. Um, uh, Susan mentioned COVID. How has the recovery been on your end? Because I know for a long time it's been very difficult to get inventory. You know, we we were uh, sort of blessed by... being considered a um, 
uh, a business that was uh, of need and 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 remained open during COVID. Um, so we're blessed for that. So, but unfortunately, during COVID, certainly like a lot of industries, things shut down. Right, manufacturing shut down. So uh, create a lot of demand. Um, and these factories is unbelievable, but it takes them a very long time to get going. So supply and demand, simple concept, not a lot of supply, obviously a lot of demand. People are always in need of cars. So, uh, we've had a great last couple of years and, um, you know, we're use, using that kind of momentum to kind of grow in some different areas. Uh, one of them is in our aftermarket accessory business, like VIP and things of the nature. Mm-hmm. So, uh, things are good. Uh, business is good. Uh, we're, uh, we just keep rocking and, uh, keep trying to find um, unique ways to support St. Louis. So, Randy Fuse, president and CEO of Lou Fuse Automotive. Susan Sherman with the St. Louis Fashion Fund, chairperson there. Thank you for coming in, guys. Thank you so yeah, thanks much. Thanks for having us. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. Well, Amy, you want to hear about my near-death experience this morning? Nothing would make me happier. Okay. So, oh, by the way, for the uh, St. Louis Fashion Fund uh, tribute fashion show, Friday, again, Eventbrite for tickets if you're interested in that. Um, yes. Yeah, so I almost died this morning. Oh, yeah. So, um, my backup backup alarm is what woke me up today. Your backup backup alarm. So like you set it for, what do you set it for? Nine o'clock? No, Nine you o'clock. set it for eight o'clock and then your backup no. is eight oh seven. No, no. So, you know, the original alarm is uh, like a little after seven o'clock and then the backup backup is like seven twenty five. That's the backup backup, right? That's what woke me up today because my phone alarm did not go off. Isn't that the worst? And my phone has two alarms on it. I have thought about this for a very long time. You know, you ever wake up and your phone is just off for some reason or... It's happened one time. It's on mute or, you know, something Mm -hmm. weird. And every time I set an alarm, I think, oh, man, I hope that doesn't happen to me, you know? And I can't believe it hasn't happened. Well, today it did. That the first two alarms did not go off, and then I picked up my phone, and it was every app I tried to open, it said, this app is not running, and it's closed. It, it was really, really did weird. Did you think you had been hacked by the Russians? I didn't know what happened. That's what I would think. But I had started to think, that because I had never once needed the backup backup, mm-hmm. I started to think, eh, I don't need to set this anymore. What if I hadn't? You would have. You would still be sleeping. It's possible. Because I don't like getting up early, no. and I tell you, I need the alarms to wake up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? And you do, you get up super early well, anyway. Yeah. I just, what a terrifying experience that we use. Mm-hmm. We use our phones now, and your phones so, do weird stuff. Like they need updates, and they'll update in the middle of the night on their own, and they won't tell you about it. And then maybe it doesn't reset right. You know, like, aren't you terrified? No, no, I am. And here, there are two things to this. One, right, if your phone goes off, because especially when I would, back in the day, do the sports reports in the morning, I had to set my alarm for 3.45 in the morning, maybe 3.30, and I was so terrified that I would sleep past the alarm because nobody in their right mind naturally wakes up at that time. Correct. I would set seven alarms, but it's on one device. So the wow. device goes down, all seven alarms are useless. Here's the second part. I accidentally discovered I sleep better when my phone is in a different room. Oh, interesting. But that never happens, and I use it as my alarm. So I think I'm going to – I have an old-school alarm clock that every kid in the 80s, their dad had it. It's brown. It had the red digital numbers, and it was like a clock radio. Everybody had the clock radio from the 80s. Yes. I I have one of those. Yeah. I'm thinking of either using that or even investing in a fancier alarm clock. 
that makes sleep, you know, white noise sounds and my, things like that. My adv- advice to you, yeah, if you're one of the people who kind of are like me, mm-hmm. um, get a backup backup alarm. Yeah. But that backup backup alarm needs to be a completely different device. It can't be your oh, phone. No, it can't be your phone. Also, this is a tip for this is what we call consideration. Mm-hmm. You need to be considerate of other people, and if you sleep next to somebody. You do not get to set nine alarms in a row on your phone that go off every eight minutes. You don't get to do that. You get a couple of alarms, maybe a backup alarm, and that is it. Stop waking up the person yeah. sleeping next to you. I think that's it's inconsiderate. Fair. Two alarms. Two alarms. At the most. But here's the thing. It's really one alarm with a backup. You never let the second alarm go off if you sleep with someone in the room. Big Blonde Dan texted in and says, when will the Ranji look with the hat and spectacles become its own official brand? That's very nice. The Ranji. By the way, uh, Susan Sherman said she liked my spectacles. She had to say it. No, she didn't. She took one look at you she and they were she very could only chic. compliment you from the neck up. I got nice glasses and I know it. These are nice glasses. Neck up. Nice glasses, baby. And I have a nice Patagonia sweater on, too, so you can go straight to hell. <laughs> Anything you miss on the Odyssey app and KMOX.com. Dave Glover's show is next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 